This is the Six Figure Creative Podcast, episode 274. Welcome to the Six Figure Creative Podcast, where our mission is to help you turn your creative passions into a stable, reliable income. If you're in audio, video, design, photography, or really any other creative field, and you just want to learn from other successful creatives, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome to the Six Figure Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hood. If this is your first time joining us on the show today, first of all, welcome. So glad to have you here. This podcast is for creative freelancers who offer services and who want to make more money from their creative skills without selling their souls. If that sounds like you, you're in the right spot. If you're a returning listener, so glad to have you back. Thanks for giving the show a chance again and again and again. For whatever reason, I am honored to have your ears or eyeballs if you're watching this on YouTube. Today's episode, I'm just going to get straight into this. I had an awesome client win recently, someone who struggled immensely for quite a while. I'm going to try to get this person on the podcast if he's willing to come on, but I'll keep it vague for now so I'm not giving any personal information away. The gist of the story is this. He became a coaching client of mine. We worked on figuring out what his offer was going to be, aka what is he going to sell? How is he going to package his services in a way that's actually profitable for him? We put it all together. We put all this work together. We built a funnel for him, all this stuff. We got him sales calls, meaning he's like booking calls to close clients on. And he's getting at bat after at bat for like 30 sales calls in a row. I forget the exact number. We'll get the specifics later, but about 30 calls in a row, not a single client closed on this new offer. And at this point, most people would have given up and quit and said that, Brian, you suck. Your coaching program sucks. You're supposed to get me clients, 30 missed clients in a row and start playing the blame game and throwing all that blame on me in my coaching. And instead, this client pushed through and got to the other side of all that work that he had put in to get up to that point. And he did something that if you've seen the title of this episode, I don't know what I'm going to call it. I have a lot of funny names I could call this episode. But at the end of the day, he dared to suck at something for long enough to actually get good at it. And the result is he's closed $15,000 in new clients in the last month and a half. And that is from, again, a brand new offer that he had never sold before. And really cool case study into this larger concept that I want to talk about today. And that concept is just being willing to suck at something. I think as creatives, we really struggle with this when it's something we don't like to do or don't want to do. And that's why we get really good in this narrow band of areas of the things that we actually want to do, like our creative skills or things that I'm actually going to use air quotes there, fill us up. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see my air quotes. And then for all those skills that we know we need to do or think we might need to do, we give up at the first sign of struggle. As soon as things actually start to get difficult, and we realize that it's going to be work to get good at those skills, we give up. Or even worse, we give up and start blaming others, which thankfully this client of mine did not do. And because of that, you never really master anything. And truth be told, this client of mine, he's not even a master at sales. I mean, I'm not even a master at sales. He pushed through long enough to get competent at it, good enough at it to make money. So whether you're trying to actually master something or just get good enough to be passable, this episode is for you because I want to talk about some of the things that hold us back from actually learning a new skill some of those things that we can actually do to learn the new skills. And it all starts with just daring to suck. This is something I actually learned from an old podcast guest and acquaintance of mine. His name is Seth Mosley. He was on episode 104. The title is The Recipe for Platinum Records, Number One Hits, and a Seven-Figure Income. Awesome, awesome guest. Brilliant guy. He runs Full Circle, the Full Circle brand here in Nashville, which includes music production, publishing, education. He has a whole massive operation in the music industry here in Nashville. And one of the things that he drives into his entire team and everyone around him is dare to suck. That's his quote that I got from him. And it's just stuck with me over all these years because that episode came out back in 2019. So that's how long it stuck with me. I don't know if he said anything on that specific episode, but I've been around him enough to hear him say that multiple times on multiple occasions. And it's wonderful advice. Every single person that you see who's good at something, Seth Mosley, for example, amazing songwriter, 
amazing music producer. He's got probably 20, 30 number one singles to his name at this point. All these people sucked at something first. And every valuable skill that you've learned over your lifetime, you sucked at before you became great at it. So when we allow ourselves, when we dare to suck at something, we can acquire new skills, which allows us to then expand ourselves. We can grow and expand. And that leads to more personal fulfillment, more creative fulfillment, because you get to try new things and grow into new areas. But also because of this podcast title, I can't ignore the monetary benefits of daring to suck at something to eventually get good at it. If you go back to episode 235 and 236, there's a two-part series there about what we call the full stack freelancer. And it's essentially just all the skills you need as a freelancer to succeed. And some of those skills you need to go really deep and you have to be a true master of. And some of those skills, you just have to be decent at it. But all of those skills require that point of sucking, <laughs> the point where you suck at something and get past that. But most people give up for five different reasons. There's more than this, but this is the five that I could come up for this episode. The first is, it's just a fear of failure. This is something that many, many people struggle with. They will not even attempt something because they're afraid of failing. They never even attempt something because they're just afraid of failing. And that means you never even start. The second reason is people are afraid of judgment. I think the older we get, the more we fear judgment from others, because when you're young, you're not expected to be great at everything. You're actually expected to suck at most things when you're really young. And so you don't even have the thought of judgment in your head at a certain age. And as we get older and older, I'm 36 now, I'm turned 37 in a couple months. At this age, I am expected to be great at certain things. I expect myself to be great at certain things. When I try something that I'm not good at, it is hard for me to get past that fear of judgment from other people because I'm now worried about how I'm going to be perceived by other people on this thing that I'm trying. So for example, this podcast, this is 274. I've been on every single one of these episodes except one or two. And if you listen to episode one to episode 274 now, I am much better podcaster than I was at episode one. But when I first launched the show, that fear of judgment was something that really made me sit down and try to perfect every single little thing and make sure that every single thing was perfect, which delayed the launch of the show and ultimately probably could have had another 10 to 15 episodes in if we would have just gotten past that. That can delay your progress, the fear of judgment, but for many people, it can keep you from even trying things in the first place. So that's the second reason. The third reason people never dare to suck is they want instant gratification. Again, this is another thing that becomes more and more prevalent as we get older because when you master a few skills in your life, it gets really hard to be a beginner at anything at all because many people, they don't have the practice of sucking at something. <laughs> they are good at all the things that they do and they don't do anything that they're not good at. So when they try something new, they expect to be great at it immediately because they're used to being great at all the things that they do. So that desire for instant gratification makes you give up when things are tough instead of actually pushing through to get to the other side to become good. And the fourth reason people give up or people suck at sucking, frankly, is they have no clear vision for how the skill fits into their life or their business. The reason my client was able to push through 30 bad sales calls in a row was because he was learning something every single time that helped them improve a little bit by a little bit by a little bit by a little bit. And he understood that this was the one bottleneck in his business that was holding him back from success. That if he could just crack this code of sales and figure out what is he saying wrong? How is this confidence coming across in these sales calls? What is it about the pacing what is he lacking on these calls that can help him get to the other side? So he understood where this fit into his business. But for many of you, there might be a skill you're trying, especially you dabblers. There's a skill you're trying to get into. You hit that point where it starts to suck. And because you have no clear vision for how this really fits into your business or into your life, you give up. So number four, no clear vision. And the fifth reason people suck at sucking is that they compare themselves to others. I've heard this said many different ways, but don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. I've also seen this in video games where you're comparing your level one noob character with a level 50 character who's max level. It would be unreasonable 
to expect to be as good as someone else who has been around for that long. I just got into the video game Starfield for any of my gamers out there. Starfield came out a couple of weeks ago and I've probably put 25 hours in the game just in the last week. My wife is out of town and I just over the weekend I got into super couch potato mode and just put so many hours in this game. And when I was starting out, I was level one and there wasn't much I can do. And I'm really bad at everything. And now I'm like level 20, 25. And I'm so much more further along in the game as far as what I can do than when I was level one. So whether you're a gamer or not, you can understand the concept. Don't compare your level one character to someone else's level 25 or 30 or 50 character. They've put more time, more effort, more hours, and they have gotten past those first initial levels that just frankly sucks. So that's why people suck at sucking. Those are five big reasons why people suck at sucking. It's fear of failure, fear of judgment, desire for instant gratification, no clear vision for how this fits in the business, comparison syndrome where you're looking at everyone else out there. But now I want to talk about two more big things. The first is just the general learning curve or what I'm calling the four levels of sucking. So you can understand where everyone gets stuck when they're trying to learn a new skill to help you push forward. And then I want to give you a lot of tips on how to overcome this roadblock that people just can't get past where they're not daring to suck at something. So first, the four levels of sucking. This is basically the learning curve of any new skill that you're going to try. I'm going to use an example of this, just an easy example for people to conceptualize the skill of learning to tie your shoes. Pretty much everyone knows how to tie their shoes. And many of you, you can remember your childhood when you first try to learn this skill. And that's where you get to level one. It's called unconscious incompetence. It's basically where you just, you're unaware of the skill. You lack any proficiency in it and you underestimate its complexity, meaning you don't even know what you don't know. So when you are looking at a shoelace as a small child, you don't even know what to expect. You don't know how to do it. You don't even know what it entails. It's just two little spaghetti shoelaces sitting there. And maybe you've seen someone do it before, but you have no idea how it works. That's where we get into level two, which is called conscious incompetence. This is where you're aware of the skill. You know why it's useful. Keep your shoes on your feet. You suck at it. Someone's shown you how to try to tie shoes and you're just sitting there trying to fidget with it with your tiny little hands. You realize maybe how much work it's going to be to learn this new skill because it doesn't make sense to you. You're learning all this information. You're getting information overload. And this is where most people give up is level two. They start learning all the things they have to learn in order to do the skill. They may have tried it once or twice. They see kind of how it all pieces together, but it's just too hard. It's overwhelming. I'm afraid I'm going to fail. I'm afraid others are going to judge me if I try to do this. It's too hard. I want to be able to do this instantly. If I can't do it instantly, I'm not going to do it at all. No one needs to tie shoes. There's Velcro out there. <laughs> or Timmy can tie his shoes in two seconds and it takes me 10 minutes. I hate this. I'm giving up. Those are back to the five reasons why people suck at sucking, why they give up. So this is the bottleneck. Level two, people give up here. This is where everyone gives up on a new skill that they suck at. And this is the part where you have to suck to get past this. This is why this episode is titled something to the effect of dare to suck, because I got that quote from Seth Mosley, dare to suck. Most people would never dare to suck at something. But if you do suck, you can get to level three, which is called conscious competence. This is where you can successfully do the skill with great focus, with great effort, where things really start to click, where you know to tie the bow and then lay the bow over the edge and then wrap it around and then pull it through. And I got it. Awesome. I can tie a shoe now. I tried again and I mess up. I tried again and I got it, but it's a little wrong. It's uneven. I tried again and oh, I got it this time. It took me four minutes to tie a shoe, but I got it. As you get older, you do it over and over, over and over and over again. This is where repetition really matters. And that's where you get to level four. It's called unconscious competence. This is where the skill is second nature. Many of us, I imagine most adults, I don't know anyone personally that doesn't know how to tie shoes. So this is why I use this as an example. Most of us don't think about how to tie shoes. We don't sit there and think of like the specific steps. We don't think about how to drive a car. If you thought about all the steps of driving a car, which is I have to pull the handle on the door, open the door up. I have to sit down. I need to put both hands on the steering wheel. Actually, I need to take the key out of my pocket, put it in. Or if you're my car, just push the push to start button. 
I need to put it into reverse. I need to check my reverse monitor to make sure I'm not going to hit anything. I need to push on the gas or let off the brake and idle as I back out of the car. I then need to hit the brake. You don't think about all these things. You just do it. This unconscious competence. Going back to that skill of sales, like I was talking about my client, the goal is to get to where you don't have to think about what you're going to say on a sales call. Everything is unconscious competence. You were reacting to the things that they're saying. You know what to say next. You don't have to overthink anything. You know how to sequence things correctly. You know how to say it with the right tonality and the right conviction. You know how to overcome objections, et cetera, et cetera. But this client of mine, he was in level two, which is conscious incompetence. He was trying all the things. He knew all the things he should say, but he's overthinking it, leading to no results. That's a really, really, really hard place to be. And now he's in the place where he's able to piece it together on a call. It's still a little bit of a struggle. His conversion rate still aren't as high as they need to be, but it's consciously competent. He knows how to say things. He's kind of putting it together and he's slowly getting to the unconscious competence where you can just react. You can just show up. You just know what to say. It is automatic for you. So those are the four levels what I'm calling the levels of sucking. (laughs) I guess there's only three levels of sucking and four of not sucking. So let's talk about just some tips, some general tips on what you can do. If there's a specific skill in mind right now, whatever skill it is you're trying to learn, whether it's something you learn on this podcast or something you've always wanted to learn or some new instrument or anything, it can insert any skill here. My first tip is to just give yourself permission to suck. When you just give yourself permission to be bad at something, that opens up a whole new world of opportunity. When you're just willing to say, I will be bad at this. And that is okay. As a matter of fact, you should expect to suck at it. Not even give yourself permission. Say, I expect to suck at this. Many people will say, that's the wrong mindset to go into something. To me, it is unreasonable to expect to be good at something that you've put no time, effort, or energy into. It's actually even unreasonable to expect to be good at something that you haven't put as much time, effort, energy into someone who is good at it. So when you look at how long does it take someone to get good at sales? How long does it take someone to get good at an instrument? How long does it take someone to get good at a sport? It takes someone many years, many sales calls, Many rounds of golf, coming from a golfer myself, I know how long it took me to get to where I shot my first under par round. Many, many years. I think it was almost a decade. Maybe it was more than a decade. So when you give yourself permission to suck at something, you're allowing yourself to get from level one to level two to eventually level three, where you can start to experience some of the fruits of all that labor you put in. So many people give up before they ever get to experience those fruits. My next tip is to just understand where the skill fits into your life or into your business. Whether you're learning new software, you're learning a new technique, you're learning a new lighting technique, you're learning something to do with what you learn in this podcast, which if you want a good place to learn the skills you need to learn, go back to that series I talked about earlier, episode 235 and 236. It's called the Full Stack Freelancer Series. Episode 236 is actually called Five Sets of Skills Every Freelancer Should Be Improving. That's a great place to start if I were you. But if you hear these skills, and you start to work on a skill, which that's actually another tip, just work on one at a time. Always understand how that skill set fits in the bigger picture of your life or in your business, which brings me to another podcast recommendation for you. Episode 189, it's the five business bottlenecks holding you back from $100,000 per year. The reason that episode is important is because when you're thinking about a skill that you're trying to learn and how it fits in your overall business, if you look at it from a bottleneck perspective, that to me is the most healthy place to look. Every business has one bottleneck holding it back from growth. And that episode will detail the five that it could be, but there's only ever one bottleneck. And for my client, it was sales. He had leads coming in. He had calls being booked. He had no clients because he couldn't close clients. So sales was the bottleneck. So sales was the skill he needed to invest in in order to fix that bottleneck. So it was really easy for him to understand how the skill of sales fit into his overall business. If you don't have that direct understanding of where it fits into your overall business, this is the most important step of helping push yourself past the suck phase. My next tip is this is a marathon, not a sprint. When you're learning a new skill, I know it can be frustrating, but this is for those of you who 
want that instant gratification, you think you can just sprint, you can just cram, 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 learn everything as quickly as possible, put all your time and effort into doing a thing to learn it as quickly as possible, and then you wonder why you're not able to succeed. Now, there's a few other things I'll talk about that could be the reason for that, but a lot of the reasoning is you just need time for your brain to marinate in these ideas, to think about this with your passive brain instead of your active brain, to give you time, not just the amount of time in a day, but time over a long horizon is the thing you need to actually get good at a skill. So when you look at it that way, we need to look at it as a marathon that we're going to run for a long time versus a sprint that we're just doing in fits and spurts. My next tip for getting better at sucking is to speed up the feedback cycle. Many people, they will work on something in a vacuum and they will continuously work on something with no outside input or any sort of feedback loop. And because of that, they don't improve. An example to give you would be, I think it's a photography study. It was some university did this and I'm going to butcher this study, but the study was this. They gave one class in the university the assignment of take as much time as you need to take the perfect photo, take the entire semester. At the end of the semester, turn in that photo and we'll rank you. The other class, they said, you're going to do a photo every day. Every day, you're going to turn a new photo in, turn your best photo in for the day. And then at the very end, submit what you feel is your best photo and we will rank you. One person just, they got in a hole and they did a thing for a long time and then they turned all the results in at the end versus someone who's doing something every single day, turning things in, getting feedback, learning what worked, what didn't work. And at the very end, the people who did the daily work, the daily assignments, turned stuff every day, those people turn in better results than the people who just waited at the very end. Again, I'm butchering this, but you understand the concept of what I'm talking about here. Feedback cycles really matter. When you do something, you need to release it into the world or get feedback from some other person that you know, like, or trust, or preferably know, like, and trust. And actually staying in that photography world, this is one of the big things that help photography flourish is the invention of the digital camera, where you had the screen on the back of the camera where you could instantly see the results of your work. Before, you had to take a photo, get it developed, and then see what your results were. And that could take days or weeks. I don't know how long it used to take to develop film, but at least 24 hours and sometimes many, many days. The delay between taking photos and seeing the results of what your exposure, and aperture, and all the things that matter in photography. I'm not a photographer, so I don't know all these things. But learning all of these things was greatly sped up when you just had a digital camera with a screen on the back and you could instantly see what happens when you take a photo at this aperture setting or at this shutter speed or this specific lighting. The feedback loop was infinitely sped up because you could get instant feedback. So when you speed up the feedback cycle, you're speeding up your ability to learn because part of getting better at a skill isn't just endlessly doing it without ever understanding or analyzing what the result is. Part of getting better at a skill is quality instead of quantity, meaning quality is I did a skill, I did a thing, I did a task, I got feedback on it, and now I know what I need to do better in the future. That is going to be a much easier way to get better at something. There's a quote I really like, it's progress over perfection. When we look at speeding up feedback cycles, many people, they sit in a bubble because they expect perfection and they will not release or do something until it's absolutely perfect. I can tell you after 274 episodes of this podcast, I am way better just from putting out episodes every single week than I would be waiting all this time trying to perfect my craft in a bubble without releasing anything, without getting feedback from my listeners. I'm way better being okay with progressing from episode to episode and learning from what I do well and what I don't do well from learning, from feedback from people, from episode to episode, none of my episodes have ever been perfect. I will never release a perfect episode. So I just have to accept that there's no idea of perfection and I will always accept progress as long as I'm getting better, as long as our numbers are going up, as long as things are improving, then I'm doing my job. My final tip is go deep, not wide. What I mean here is when you're trying to learn a skill, go really deep into learning everything you can about that skill. And that's just how my natural tendency is. I'm a very curious person. And when I'm trying to learn something new, I go really deep into research mode. And this goes from everything from business skills to 
skills for my personal life to even video games. I talked about Starfield earlier. I have more Google searches for things I'm learning in the, the video game Starfield than I do on anything else because it's a new fun world for me to learn about. And so I've gone really deep into learning all the little intricacies of all the different systems in that game. And it's the same thing in business. This is a game. These are solved problems that other people have already figured these things out and we can go and find those people and learn from them. I am one of those people. I'm farther along than a lot of the listeners listening to the show or watching on YouTube right now. And so you can learn from me. I follow other people who are way beyond where I'm at. I learn from them. And there are many other people besides me. Chris Doe, for example, if you listen to the show, you should absolutely be listening to the future podcast by Chris Doe. He's another great person to learn from. All these people have solved many of the problems that you're experiencing right now. They have learned the skills that you're trying to master and, and to get past that sticking point that most people give up before they ever have success with. These people have figured it out. So go find them and go deep into these things because that is how I learn skills As I go really deep. I find the people that I really like that I know that they're good at what they do. And I go learn everything I can from those people. So instead of spending all your time trying to learn 50 different skills from 50 different people, just find those one or two people and focus on those one or two skills that are ultimately holding you back from whatever you're trying to achieve right now. So I'll wrap this episode up with my challenge to you. What is the skill that you've been avoiding because you know you're going to suck at it? The skill you know is holding you back from whatever you're trying to achieve. It could be one of those bottlenecks from episode 189. It could be something completely different, just a hobby you want to master. Whatever it is, all I ask is that you commit to sucking at that skill until you're past that point. And all along the way, all I ask is that you just embrace the journey. Like I said, dare to suck, expect to suck. And as a matter of fact, there's a fun little concept I want to plant in your brain is the sucking tithe. It's a weird name, but I like it. The sucking tithe. The sucking tithe is just expect to suck at 10% of the things you do. And if you don't suck at 10% of the things you do, then you're not trying hard enough. You're not exploring new areas. You're not growing as a human being. If you're great at all the things you do and nothing you do, you suck at it probably means you're not paying your sucking tithe. So suck at 10% of the tasks you do. If you don't suck at something right now, go find something to suck at for 10% of the time to pay your sucking tithe, to become a better person, a better business owner, a more fulfilled human being, a more rounded, well-rounded person. As soon as you stop growing and learning, you start dying, in my opinion. That's just a belief that I have. And so if you want to keep growing and expanding and become a better human being, then pay your sucking tithe. <laughs> So that is it for this episode. If you want to hear some of the title ideas I had for this episode that my wife would let me do, stick around to the end. If you have kids, you're listening around your family, just cut the podcast off now. You're, you're done. But thanks so much for listening to the Six Figure Creative Podcast. Until next time, bye. And if you're still listening, here's some of the title ideas that I had. The first was just a simple short, Dare to Suck. And maybe it will be that. I don't know what this title will be. The second title was going to be uh, Why Sucking Will Make You More Money. <laughs> Probably shouldn't do that. Next would be How to Make More Money by Sucking. I'm so immature. I'm so sorry. Another one was How to Suck for Money, but it was $3 sign. So How to Suck for a dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. And then the drooling emoji and then the smirk emoji. The next was How to Get Paid for Sucking. And uh, I'll leave you with that. I've lost any new listeners. I've lost fans over this. Maybe we won't put this in the show. Leland, I'll leave it to our podcast editor, Leland, whether he puts this in or not. But uh, thanks for listening to and or watching How to Suck for Money episode by the Six Figure Creative Podcast. Bye.